Happy Valentine's Day, ladies. Welcome to the show. My name is Rosie Leonore, and I am your host, and I am so, so happy that you can join me today on this special, special day. Today is a special episode. I got a chance to have a sit-down, real talk, real conversation with my friend, Blondie Moore. She is a self-care and success coach, uh, life coach, and she is just amazing. She's fabulous. She's wonderful. Uh, by the way, she was also featured on Oprah, which was really, really cool. Um, and, and she just has some a message to give to us today. She, she gave me a message personally that I never forgot. And I've already uh, taken, plans are already in place to apply what she has taught me in our live coaching session. And I think that you will get so much out of it. So I pray that this episode will be impactful for you. I know it was for me, not just impactful, I think life-changing actually. So I wanted to share with you some of the coaching that she did with me. And I, and I pray that this will bless you, bless you, bless you in so many ways. And what better way to celebrate Valentine's Day than to celebrate not only the love for God, because that's number one, love for God, love for one another, but also the love for the holy temples that God gave each and every one of us. And the temple in which the spirit lives in every day, we must care for our bodies and our beings and our minds, everything. So ladies, enjoy. Welcome to Driven In Her Purpose. Hi, I'm Rosie, an educator, entrepreneur, master mindset coach, wife, mom of three, and a devoted disciple of Jesus. I help Christian women to dream and do with confidence and for the glory of God. I believe we can do anything with God and with the support and encouragement of one another. So join me each week for growth mindset tips and spiritual encouragement to help you to pursue your God-giving dream. Are you ready? Then let's go. Welcome back to another episode of Driven in Her Purpose. I'm Rosie Leonore, your host, and I'm so happy to have you with me today. Today, I have a very special guest. Blondie Moore, who is accompanying us. And I'm so excited. Hello, Blondie. How are you? Hi, Rosie. <laughs> Good to see you. Uh, she is a speaker and a life coach and uh, much more. I'm going to actually allow her to introduce herself. So Blondie, I want to open it up and ask you, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, hi, audience, <laughs> podcast listeners. Um, I'm so excited to be here. It's an honor. Honestly, whenever I get to share you know, a little bit of myself with the world is always an honor to me. It's a privilege to get to do what I do. But my name is Blondie Moore. And Blondie, yes, it is my real official government <laughs> name. That's a question that normally comes is like, is that a nickname? No, it isn't. It is Blondie for real. And I think I need to start using that. Like I need to have a shirt or something that says Blondie for real, but it <laughs> is Blondie for real. I, like <laughs> I am a mom. I am a wife, 15 years. This year makes 15 years. I have four beautiful children, three boys and one princess, Belle. Um, 
I am a life coach and a speaker and recently industrial organizational psychologist. And that is literally me. I am a native of Miami and I am happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you here. Um, and so what I wanted to ask you, of course, I, I'm really wanting to know this about you, but I know everyone here will want to know, what is it that uh, motivated you or inspired you to become a speaker and life coach? That's a good question. I actually have always been in the people business and in the serving people business. I started out as a um, victim witness counselor with the state attorney's office, and that was very rewarding work. Then moved from there into doing social work and case management, which is also very rewarding work, even though it can be extremely difficult work, but it's, it's rewarding work because you get to help people. But in that role, I would always kind of get into just the deeper issues and not just because there's a lot of paperwork. You know, there's a lot of paperwork involved in social work, but I would always want to get to know the people. I would always kind of feel drawn to want to help them and, and, and solve problems and, you know, all this stuff. And I remember going to a conference and at this conference, there was a woman that was speaking and she was sharing about, you know, what she did and that she was this life coach and speaker. And she was describing what she did. And everything she was describing was me <laughs> and the things that I was doing, right? And so that was really fascinating to me because before then, I didn't really know that there was this whole field involving coaching, right? I just, I knew people had coaches, but it never did it dawn on me that there was this actual field of, of business that was people that would coach you and help you and guide you. And it, it didn't have to be like, you know, it, with you being in a business or in a corporation, but that they could literally just help you with your life. And I was so drawn to that. I was drawn to being able to intimately, more intimately, not just, you know, having to go see clients and, you know, make it quick, you know, because I have so many clients and I, and I can't really have those relationships, those one-on-one -on -one connections, but actually being able to have those deeper connections and relationships. Yes. And I was drawn to that and I loved it. And then I'm, I'm a natural teacher. I'm a natural um even speaking was something that really was kind of natural for me. And I would always hear people say that, you know, oh, you speak so well, or you, you know, you should really think about doing it professionally. And I never, you know, like it just, it never crossed my mind. Like, oh, this is something to do. Or like, like for real, like professionally, it never really crossed my mind. But when I was at that conference, I was seeing all these people that would, were getting up there and it wasn't just one person. It was, it was a couple of people and they were all um, coaches professional speakers, you know, and the only, and then I was also one of my mentors, um, Les Brown. And I had always was always admired him. I always admired his tenacity, his drive, you know, but never really looked at it as, oh, I can actually do that too. You know, it just yeah. seems kind of foreign. You know, when you see people yeah. that are so big mm -hmm. doing these things, it just, it feels very foreign. Yeah. But the more I was introduced to this world, the more I realized I was so comfortable there. You know, it just, mm -hmm. it, it felt so natural. It felt so normal for me. And seeing the impact I would have, like if I would go to a speaking engagement and then I would get off stage and then it's, you know, the flood of people that come and tell you how your words impacted them. And then I, I truly understood the power of your words. Wow. And understanding and seeing 
the impact that my words would have, it helped me to want to use them for good, want to use them to uplift and empower and encourage mm -hmm. and just build up other women. Yeah. And that's what really got me to where I said, I want to do this professionally. Like this is something that I would like to do until I'm old and can't even get up on the stage anymore. Wow. So um, how, how long have you been, how long has it been since that moment about, um, about five years? Wow. That's yeah. Amazing. That was five years ago. Mm -hmm. I think it's, I think it's uh, amazing. You know, I feel like in my life too, I, you know, I'm a teacher professionally, uh, you know, by, by training and whatnot. And I also did social work as well. So I understand the case management that that was my first degree. Uh, so I know about that, but um, even though I still, I love my job. I love teaching. I love my career. Uh, there is that I understand that there's a, there's a talent in you that you don't only, you know, it's not just for using at a, nine to five, you know, you could, you could have a nine to five or, or not, and, or, you know, do on the side or, or as a, just as a passion, um, something that you love just by using the talent you already have. So you don't mm -hmm. always have to, that's what I'm learning. You don't have to just stick with doing just one thing. And so, and, and it, the other thing I noticed too is, uh, and I've met multiple women and later in life who later in life, meaning like after their, let's say post thirties, more or less, you know, it's kind of like the, the time that you realize you can do more or you can mm -hmm. maybe want to do something different. And so hearing you uh, share about that, um, I'm sure many, many women can relate. My, my listeners are mostly um, sort of our population, our age. And so I, I know that they can relate to you and it is encouraging that to know that, look, you know, you, you saw something, you immediately saw something, you said, wait a minute, I, I can do that. And then it, mm -hmm. and then it became home. It was home for you. It was already home for you. You realized that you felt, I felt, I feel like, you know, when you feel in that place where you belong there, you just feel like it's, it's easy. It's not like tedious. It's not right. It's, it's not like it's, you're right. And, <laughs> and actually it's interesting too, because a lot of people don't know this, mm -hmm. but I am actually an introverted extrovert. Like I would prefer, and actually it wasn't, it was seven years ago. Cause I'm thinking about it, it was 2015, but I would prefer to be home, you know, watch Netflix, be by myself. Like I don't, I, I feel like I have to kind of fake my way <laughs> into yeah. getting out there and, you know, speaking and doing yeah. the, even though it comes naturally, mm -hmm. there is something in me that, all, that kind of doesn't really want to do it, but mm -hmm. it felt like a calling. And yeah. that's the thing that for me, where I was like, okay, God, let me, mm -hmm. let me pay attention because it felt like this is not, people would, there were some things that people would struggle with that I just didn't struggle with. Like even when I was in school and having to get up in front of your class and do presentations, like I didn't have to practice that. I could get up and I can just present my stuff and I would be good. Mm -hmm. But, and then you start to realize like, oh, that's, everybody can't do that. <laughs> like that's, you know, and then, so you realize that there's this gift that you have, there's this talent yeah. that you have. And, and I always told God that whatever he gave me, whatever he blessed me with, I would use for others, that it wouldn't be something that I would keep just for me. And so when I realized like, this is something that Blondie, this is a talent. This is a gift. This is from the Lord. This is not for you. Mm. So as much as you want to be recluse and, you know, kind of just be shy, God has given you the talent that when you open your mouth, mm -hmm. that shyness disappears. Wow. That feeling, he 
replaces it with confidence. Yeah. That's something that only God can do. Wow. Amen. You understand? Like that's something that the only God can do. And so that's why I always tell people, I always tell women, like whenever you have something that is in you, that you feel it in your heart, that you can't shake it, that you can't, Mm -hmm. that you can't quite get rid of. And you tried, you need to listen and be obedient to the spirit. Mm, wow. And, and I, I love that you just said that be obedient to the spirit because it isn't so, you know, you use the word calling and now you're using the word spirit. A calling is truly something that God puts in your heart, right? To do. I, I do feel that way. Uh, and, and, and the, the spirit is prompting us. So it's not just a desire. Sure. There's a desire and there's a passion, but it's more like almost a responsibility to obey. And, you know, even despite the whatever fears and insecurities or whatever we may have, uh, we, we, can, we can overcome. There's different ways to overcome that and, and get mm-hmm. help for that and all that. But the important thing is to take that step of faith. And I, I speak about that often. Take that step of faith. Start it if this is what you want to do, if this is what you love yeah. to do, whatever it is that you want to do do it. And God, if, it, if it's burning in you is that desire, it's probably the Holy Spirit prompting you, telling you, I want to use, this is God telling you, I want to use you in this way. So yes. I am, you know, it encourages me to see how you have uh, listened to that calling. And um, so I, I want to uh, go on to the next question here. Um, and I could, cause I could, I, we can go on and on and talk about this stuff. <laughs> this is so amazing. Well, my next question is this, you know, I've personally heard you and, and I actually took your workshop. I, I, I took your workshop. I actually completed half of the workbook. I didn't complete all of it. I will admit it's, I'm, I'm still progressing there. Cause it, it's a, it's a lot of questions, It's good, but, yeah, but it's, it's a good assessment. I'm like <laughs> So, so just a little background, you know, Blondie a few months back did a, a, a self-care, um, I guess, workshop kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You, you can explain it a little better, but it, there was a guest that came and I wasn't able to watch it live, unfortunately, but I watched it later and, and I was able to work through a lot, a lot of the workbook. And I was like, oh my goodness, like, I thought I was good with my self-care. And then I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute. I, I think there's, this is, I got a lot to work on. So I, I wanted to ask you, um, let's talk self-care because you know, this is something I know that you're very passionate about. Um, so first, personally, what lessons in your life have you learned um, about the importance of self-care and how have uh, how has it helped you? How, how has your own journey and progress in self-care helped you? I will say this without any reservation or hesitation, mm-hmm. but practicing self-care has literally saved my life. Mm. It has been such a game changer, mm-hmm. not only for, you know, the things that people see like, okay, I'm going to take it some time away and I'm going to go, you know, at, at, to a hotel or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's great. But it's so much deeper yeah. than that. Right. And one of the things that I, I've learned because people think, and I don't know how this happens, but people have equated self-care to selfishness. Hmm. Yes. And so the biggest thing that I've learned is that self-care is not an act of selfishness. It's an act of love. Mm-hmm. And that is primarily because when you are, especially, this is for anyone, but especially when you are a woman, mm-hmm. a mother, a wife, an employee, a boss, a friend, a sister, a confidant, when you're wearing all these hats, Mm -hmm. you have to, you have to prioritize your Mm self-care. 
Yeah. That is mental care. Yeah. That is emotionally, that is spiritually, it is physically, it's all of it. So it's not just, okay, I need to, you know, take some time away and get away. That's part of it. Yeah. But it's also, I need to make sure that I am taking care of what God has given me. And honestly, I feel like that is a mandate of the Lord mm. to take care of your temple. Yeah. And that is something that we kind of skirt over and we were like, oh, it's so selfish. It is not selfish. It is biblical that you are required to care for the one temple that you are going to have while you were on this earth. You only get one mm. and you have to be responsible for it. You mm. have to take care of it. And so for me, I started doing um, self-care retreats when I was in undergrad. So it's been a long time. This is not new. Like this, this self-care stuff became kind of like this um, hashtag and it, can, it just became kind of popular to say, I've been doing self-care for decades. Wow. And even then, back then when I was, I was living alone, had my own place and I would leave my space and go check in in a hotel to have a mini self-care retreat. Because I know for me, I need to remove myself Mm -hmm. from my surroundings and be refreshed. Yes. <laughs> so I would leave and go somewhere else for a weekend or whatever and get that refreshing that I needed. Cause I felt like that was for me, it was a time that I could just get away. Me and God can connect. I could refresh. And I always left feeling refreshed. It's just, I cannot even explain it. And I tell people, don't knock it until you try it. There's something about getting away and removing yourself from your current situation that helps yes. you to reconnect and just feel refreshed and ready to take on and tackle whatever it is that life is, is throwing at you. And so I love them. I love to do them. I, I take my self-care retreats religiously and regularly, you know, and it is not an act of selfishness. I know some people are like, oh my, I cannot believe. Yes, it is an act of love because I love myself. And not only that, I love the people that I'm called to serve. And I want to be my best self so that I can show up for those people. It's completely selfish for me not to care for me and then want to pour into other people. Hmm. And then I'm pouring and pouring and pouring. And eventually you pour so much, you have nothing left to give. Wow. You are literally on E. And I always said that I always want to keep my cup full. I always want to keep myself replenished so that I can give to people. And it's not always something that you're going to know when people need you. So I always say, I, I always stay ready. So I don't have to get ready. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so yeah. I do that. I, I practice self-care. I see a therapist. Yeah. I talk to friends when I'm going through stuff. I eat well. You know, that's important for me too, because- Listen, our bodies, I feel like what you put in is what you give out. And I, I like to have that good fuel. I like, cause I'm energized when I'm speaking and I, I like to be energized when I'm interacting with people and that requires fuel. So even what you put in is important. Um, I like to, you know, have my face looking clear, <laughs> my water, I drink water all day. That helps, you know, this little things. Self-care is so all encompassing. Like it's, it's not just this one little thing. It is mm -hmm. so many, it's the, it's, I really feel like it's the accumulation of all the little things that you do, mm -hmm. So you don't have to wait until you can get away for a weekend to practice self-care. That's not how it works. 
You can start even at home before you yes. even leave. There are so many little things that can be done to practice self-care. And I think a lot of women miss out on doing those little things at home because they think that they need to have these experiences and those are great, but it's not necessary. Wow. You know, I appreciate you saying that so much, you know, because I, I know that for me, uh, when I've gotten away, anytime I go away, that's when I really feel disconnected to the busyness of life. Mm -hmm. And when I'm home and I try to relax, I mean, sure <laughs> I have my Netflix and it does help, you know, <laughs> helps a little bit. But it, it, it doesn't do what getting away can do. And um, so I'm, gui I'm guilty of not doing it enough. That, that's for sure. I, I have my little routines. You know, I have my, my skincare routines. I relax. I kind of have my, you know, my own little, you know, take care of myself. I eat better and all that. But I, I think a lot of, uh, a lot of the, our listeners can probably relate. Um, you know, it is, it is something, something that I think most of us have heard that is that it's selfish and, and it is not. Mm -hmm. You know, it makes so much sense that self-care is love it's it's loving and it's not just loving yourself well it's loving yourself but it's loving your your the body that god gave you which is you are part of god so you have the spirit living in you right we have yes. the spirit living in us it's so important to be able to nurture um us and 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 then as moms and i know you're a mom and, and i'm a mom as well but you know we especially with our kids we we do want to give them the best of of us and mm -hmm. i mean you know <laughs> when you have uh, i mean i have right now a toddler you know i i think you your your daughter's probably a little she's i don't know if she's, she's still three. a toddler okay so she's, she's still mm -hmm. technically a toddler preschooler <laughs> but uh but it it's it is a challenge because they mm -hmm. have energy they want to do so much and yep. and then you have I, I think you have three other kids i have two other kids so this is you know you, you want to be ready to pour into them. And when you don't have it, and I've, I've been guilty, I get impatient. Mm -hmm. I've had to apologize multiple time to my, times to my older kids that they understand apologies, but to multiple times, oh, I'm sorry, you know, I lost, I, I lost my temper. Or I got upset. And it's usually because I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I didn't sleep enough. I, I had spent days not sleeping enough. So um, you know, I know there's situations where, you know, one night, maybe something happened and you didn't sleep well, but if you're like consistently, and there was a time in my life that I was consistently doing that and it was so bad for me and I, I had to change my habits and it's still a work in progress, but, um, but it's, it's growing. So I appreciate you say that, saying that, you know, I remember you, um, at some point, I remember you saying that self-care is non-negotiable. And now that you explain it, like the way you do, it really makes sense how it's non-negotiable. If you, you know, all the reasons that you're, you're, you're talking about right now, it just makes sense to look at, to look at self-care as you're not negotiating, you're doing mm -hmm. it, period. Uh, so what are some tips that you would want to give some of the women maybe that have helped you personally? I know everybody's different, but any tips mm -hmm. that you'd like to give? So I want to um, touch on what you were just saying about mm -hmm. it being non-negotiable. And what yes. I, the exact words I said was that self-care is not optional. Optional. Thank it's you. It's not optional. optional. Right. And I think this is something that is so important. Mm -hmm. Okay. Some of us need to meditate on that. Some of us really, truly need to understand the difference between something being mandatory yeah. versus it being an option because we are so motivated when we have options, we're motivated by the opportunity to gain something, but mm. we're also motivated by the fear of losing something. Mm. So when something is an option, we think that, yes, I'm going to gain something, but what is it that I'm going to lose for this thing? 
when you make it mandatory, there's no thought that you're losing something for it. It is mandatory, which means you have to do it. There's no loss thing. And I think our brains, we have you just have to trick your mind, trick your brain. Because when yeah. you feel like something is optional, right, you're all automatically you're starting to think, okay, well, if I if I for me to fit in my self-care time this week, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to take away XYZ, or you know, I'm not gonna be able to do XYZ. And this is how we think. That's it's just a natural, normal way that we think. Mm-hmm. But when you replace that mindset, this is why another thing that I teach is mindset. Mm-hmm. When you replace that mindset with, I am going to practice self-care this week by, hmm. and you put it in your routine, and this is how you're going to do it. I promise you, the time will appear. <laughs> it will. Wow. It will appear, you will find the time, you will see where it can fit in and you will make it work because your mind knows that it's no longer an option for you. Mm -hmm. This is something that you are doing for your survival. We don't, we don't say, am I going to eat today? Who does that? Am I going to eat today? You know, because you know that you need food to survive. Yeah. It's not an option. Mm -hmm. There's no thought behind it. You just do it. And I think that that is something that I would love to see be so normal in a person's routine in their everyday life that self-care, we're not even having conversations about the importance. It's just normal. We just do it. Yeah, I think it's it's such a good point you make to normalize it, and um, and and I appreciate you clarifying this. Uh, so you know the fact that you're not. I I love the way you're explaining this because when you don't make it an option, when it's it's not it's not an op. So it's not an option not to right. It's not an option not to give yourself self care. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that you you had this fill in the blank. I think we can all do that. You know, fill in the blanks. Blank. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So you said. Um, this week I will practice self-care by, is that, is that correct? Yeah. That I will it? practice self-care by, and I then you, practice. whatever it is that you're going to do. Awesome. Awesome. Period. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, um, I know that you've experienced, uh, multiple styles, like with having four kids, you have, you've, you've had, you know, different age groups, obviously, um, from birth, you know, newborn, newborn to, you know, different stages of, of life. I, I'm not sure how old is your oldest right now? 12. 12. Okay. 12. So middle school, correct? Yeah, middle okay. School. So you have all that, you know, I, I, I have the toddler, the, the, I went middle school, high school, and now college, just starting college. But, but I can, you know, I, for, for the mom who, for the mom with young kids, uh, let's just say the young, young kids, like maybe between two and, or even one and, say five before school age. Uh, I think that there's a particular challenge there. Um, what, how would you, if you're speaking to me, if I ask you, okay, and this is real. So my mm-hmm. daughter, I come home from work and she, you know, she has a lot of independent playtime because she loves doing that. She's very independent, but she also, uh, when I get home, she likes to interact with me. She likes to, um, and, and which is normal, right? But I got to cook and I got to clean and I got to do so many things. And then I feel so bad. And then, and then it's like, oh, now I'm tired. And then mm-hmm. I feel guilty. So I got to pour into her and then just not, you know, so to me, what I can relate is the guilt of, of, I work, uh, you know, full-time job. 
Um, and then on the side, I do the podcasting, which I usually do this, you know, editing on the weekend and things like that before mm -hmm. she's awake. So it doesn't interrupt us, but, but I have a lot going on. And so what would your advice be to me? What maybe per tips would you give to me? And I know it would depend on my schedule, but maybe something that you can suggest that has worked for you. Number one, I feel like is bury the guilt. Got it. Bury, get rid of the guilt. Yeah. It's a mindset shift. Mm. There should be no guilt in wanting to make sure that you are your best self mm. so that you can give your best self to your daughter. And I know you're married and to your husband. Yep. So that's the first thing is bury the yep. guilt. When we go in with this, oh, I'm, I feel so bad for wanting to take care of myself and I'm wanting to do these things, yeah. you've already defeated yourself. Because anything that you're going to do is going to feel like, remember, we talked about this earlier, you're feeling like you're losing something. Wow. Because you have already, you've already said, yeah, I'm feeling guilty because I want to take care of me and I want to put myself first. So I want to even have a little bit of time to myself and I feel mm -hmm. so guilty. So mm -hmm. we bury that guilt, Rem eliminate it from our, our vocabulary, bury that thing and go in with the mindset of, I am being the example for my daughter of what it looks like to not only be a loving mother, but to also care for myself because you would never tell your daughter, you should feel guilty for wanting to take some time for you. Wow, that's true. We would never. We would be like, um, daughter, if you see your daughter working, overwhelmed, mm -hmm. doing house stuff, going to work, the first thing you're going to tell her is, daughter, you need to take some time for yourself. Mm, wow. And that's the same grace you need to give yourself. Mm. So I, if it's five, 10, 15 minutes, and I, you know, I'm a big, I have a big, big, big belief in car therapy. Oh yeah. Before we even walk in the house, I take my 15 minutes because once you get in the house, it can be a little bit chaotic, right? Mm -hmm. It can be because then everything starts to come at you and then you have to do this and do that. And now you, now you don't want to feel like you're ignoring. So in the car, that 15 minutes in the car of just relaxing, of whatever it is, listening to a podcast or, you know, reading something, a novel that you enjoy, you know, reading for like, it, you will have, you have no idea how much of a difference those 15, 20 minutes can make in setting you up for victory <laughs> once you get inside the house, because you have decided mm -hmm. that you're taking a little bit of time and you're going to focus on doing something that you enjoy. And it's solely for you to help you be your best self before you go in that house. So I always say for people that are, that have a lot going on in their house, in their homes, mm -hmm. take that time in the car before you even get in the house, sitting there. I know people that sit for an hour, wow. a whole hour. Yes. Wow. I know people that sit in that car for a whole hour. Now, for wow. those of us that have little kids, we might not have that luxury to yeah. be a whole hour, <laughs> but we all have 15 minutes. Yeah. And even communicating it so that sometimes, you know, your husband, husband might see you see the yeah. car out there and be like, <laughs> Excuse me. you know, and blow your whole cover. So sometimes you gotta, you gotta, uh, you know, ahead of time and be like, babe, when I get home, I'm going to be sitting in the car yeah. for about 15 minutes. I'm just, I'm taking some time to refresh and then I'll be able to come in and give my heart to you all. I love that. But I do so much in that time. Either it's like I said, reading or listening to a podcast or sometimes social media or 
saying a prayer or crying some days. It just depends on where I'm at and how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Like it's just so much that goes on in my, in my little car therapy times, wow. but they're so refreshing because now I feel like, okay, now yeah. I can go back and do what I need to do. I do it sometimes even throughout the day. Like if I have the baby with me, yeah. sometimes I will literally, especially when you know it's a lot and you're boiling and you're yeah. bubbling and you're like, I'm going to explode. <laughs> and I will literally make sure she's safe. I'll maybe put her in her chair, give her a snack. And I walk out and mm. I stand outside for five or 10 minutes. I breathe. Mm-hmm. I take in my surroundings. Thank God where I live is a lot of nature. Mm, But I ground myself. I just ground myself. I just take that moment to either look at a tree or look at the Mm. sky. I feel the Mm. sun on it. Sometimes it's as simple as feeling the sun on my skin. Oh, yeah. So energizing. (laughs) To remind me of God's goodness. Mm. You know, to remind me that he has not forgotten me or remind me that he's still with me or remind me that Mm -hmm. I can do this, whatever it is. And then I go back and then I can, you know, continue to pour. But it has to be something that you make like I said, mandatory. It has to be something that is your non-negotiable. This is what I do. And it can be, like I said, you don't have to say what you're going to do every time, but at least knowing that you have that time and mm-hmm. then it gives you something to look forward to. Wow. Thank you so much. I feel like I just got some free coaching on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you're very you. welcome. Wow. This is, this is gold. This is so gold. And I could definitely do the car therapy and I could definitely do 15 minutes. I, I have 15 minutes. I think you're right. Everybody can have we all do. 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. So you, you can get those 15 minutes and people could wait, you know, I could totally do it. You know, what I didn't think about is reading a book in the car. That is, oh, girl. That is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I did not think about that. <laughs> yep. I know my neighbors be like, she is always sitting in the I know. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, yes, I am. This is my therapy. Yeah, that's it. amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for the tips. And I'm definitely going to put that to practice. I really appreciate it. You're well, um, I'm excited to ask you the next question. So um, to me personally, and I'm sure to many of the people that you know, um, and your friends and family, uh, it was so, so wonderful and exciting to see you on Oprah. Okay, so yes, yes, yes. Gandhi was on <laughs> Oprah. Oh my goodness, that just blows my mind. Okay, so I'd love for, for you to tell us a little bit about that experience. Just being Oh my gosh, what an experience. An experience yes. indeed is what it was. Um, you know, some things, I think that most people that speak or coach, your dream is Oprah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, I can't, I can't even begin to tell you how many people I know that's literally their dream. That is the goal is Oprah. Mm -hmm. You know, you just want to have a conversation. You want to be in her presence. You want to learn from, you want to speak to you. You just want to have an opportunity. Right. Yeah. And so this opportunity arose literally from answering a question. And I think that's one of the things I always tell people is that you need to show up authentically Mm -hmm. and be honest because yeah. what the, they, they asked, it was a question that was posed about how your year was and during the pandemic, like what, yeah. how, how did it impact you? Right. What did yeah. you, and it was 2020 was hard. Yeah. <laughs> 2020 was hard. Yeah, It was sure. a year, you know, mm. not only being thrown into a pandemic, not only having four kids home, 
mm-hmm. that I had to homeschool. And then we also, that was the year we found out that the baby had cerebral palsy. Mm, wow. And so then now I have to take her to therapy. Mm-hmm. Then I decided I didn't have enough going on in my life and I wanted to go to grad school. So now I'm oh, in wow. grad school wow. on top of all of this stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so it was emotionally one of the hardest times of my life. Mm. It, and then of course now you're isolated, right? Because yeah. it's COVID, it's pandemic. You're in the middle yeah. of the pandemic. Yeah. And definitely. through that time, I found comfort in food and I ate a lot. Mm-hmm. And so when Weight Watchers was asking about how our year was, and you know, I just was, and it was, and it was kind of hard because I'm 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 not used to being overweight like over, Mm. over, overweight. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I shared like how I, this whole, the story of my 2020 and thousands of people shared hundreds of thousands of people probably. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. But for whatever reason, and I was just very open. I was very honest, you know, about how it was, but out of all the responses, they liked mine. Wow. And so, um, I always say it's, it's just this beautiful space when honesty meets mm-hmm. opportunity, which meets preparation, mm-hmm. which also mm-hmm. meets prayer. And they all come together and create this beautiful experience. And for me, this beautiful experience was being able to literally have a sit down conversation with Oprah about self-care. Wow. And, you know, it was so surreal because you're, th- you're like, this is, I mean, it's Oprah, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's Oprah. And I think the most yeah. surprising thing for me was that how it was such, such a natural conversation. It was so easy to talk to her. It wasn't even like, it was just so natural. And I wasn't, I didn't know ahead of time what she was going to be, what she was going to ask. And so mm-hmm. it was just, you know, they wanted it to be um, candid. They wanted this candid conversation. They didn't want it to be rehearsed. And so it was, it was fully candid. It was fully open. It was like literally like two girlfriends having a conversation. It was just an amazing experience just to be able to not only talk to her and then she gifted us this vacation, you know, this four day, three night vacation to our resorts, you know, and it was just an, um, like a phenomenal experience life-changing never forget it wow as long as I live just yeah. a great experience that's amazing wow yeah I, I I just I remember seeing you and I was just like that's that's blondie oh my gosh that's <laughs> yeah. like it's me <laughs> so so um I don't know if I mentioned but blondie is my sister in Christ we are uh, all in the same church we um in the same church community so that's how we know each other so to me it was like really special and to all of us in our church community it was so special to see our sister in Christ there with yeah. Oprah and and really just um having that conversation because I remember watching it and you were just you know it's it's amazing because I thought oh my gosh is she gonna be nervous it was you were just I don't know if you were nervous but you didn't look nervous because you were just like real and like just I was like you were having a conversation with anyone you knew for like 20 plus years and just honest and grounded and I was like okay I, I want to have that kind of courage and that kind of like calm if that ever happened with me right <laughs> that's awesome I I really was super encouraged to see you on Oprah and and I know so many people were so um I wanted to ask you um you know I, I would like to I'm sure there are women who are probably uh, okay like Blondie 
help, <laughs> help. <laughs> Cause I know that I even just you answering that question and helping me that just little few minutes was extremely helpful. Um, so my question is this, uh, what, what do you offer now? Do you, uh, what coaching services, what, and, and also um, after that, how do people, how can people connect with you to do that? Well, that is an awesome question. Well, I am, obviously I do, I do coaching. Yeah. I do speaking. I love helping women, not only with self-care, but also with mindset. It's just, I feel like mm -hmm. I call myself a success coach because I want, I want everyone that I coach to be successful, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it is in your life, whether it is in your career, whether it is in your mindset, whether it's taking better care of yourself, I just want women to be successful mm -hmm. in their lives. And so yes. that's what I really focus on. And so I do yeah. do coaching. Mm -hmm. um, I do, like I said, speaking. I also have some courses that are available if you go to hireblondie.com. Okay. Hireblondie with a Y.com. All right. You'll find more information, how to, you know, set up a call if you want to, you know, hire me to coach you or if you nice. want to take the courses on there. I also have like you, the one that you took, my self-care course, that's not on there, but anyone can actually email me and you'll get on a list because that course we will be doing again. We'll be oh. doing another round of that one of Yay. our self-care course. That was really good. It, it was amazing because really it wasn't good. just, it wasn't just my perspective as a life coach. I also brought on a mental health professional yes. because self-care encompasses that part of it too. And Absolutely. so we're going to be doing that again and That's just you know, being able to help people figure out and create a plan okay. for their own self-care. Okay. And that was the whole purpose of that workshop is to help you create yeah. a plan, a self-care plan that works for you and works for your life. Awesome. Um, I am going to be doing some speaking engagements and I'll be sharing those as they come up. Okay. But yeah, but I am on social media. Blondie Speaks on all platforms. Um, Blondie Moore on Facebook. Okay. And, but B-L-O-N-D-Y, not I-E. Yeah, right. Why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, yeah. So, which, so I'd recommend you probably get on her email list so that you can have her updates. So yes. how, how can people get on your email list? If you go to Hire Blondie. Okay. Or so. you can go to BlondieSpeaks.com. As well. Okay. That's yes. the one that, that's the website that I know. So I, I don't BlondieSpeaks.com. Okay. So you probably have Right. Yeah. BlondieSpeaks.com. Okay. You okay. can, you can literally sign up on the website and okay. it'll, you'll get on my email list. Awesome. Yeah. Cause yeah. definitely you, you all definitely want to be updated on that. That's all very exciting. Well, Blondie, thank you so much for being here and having this conversation with me and with all of us. I feel like even though we've known each other from church, say hi and bye, we haven't really had this kind of conversation. So for me, it has been just an honor and thank you so much for coming on to my show and uh, for sharing all the things that you did for personal tips for me, but I'm sure that other women can take what you told me and reply it to. I'm sure many okay. others can, and probably many others can relate to a lot of the struggles that we go through as moms as yeah. uh, working women, as whatever, name it, as all the roles that we play. So many <laughs> roles, so many roles. hats. <laughs> <laughs> all, all the hats that we have, right? Yeah. And, and um, my takeaway is that self-care is not, uh, so it's, it's, it's not optional. It's not optional. And the fill in the blank, I like the fill in the blank. I love yeah. that, right? So yeah. I will practice self-care by... 
It's not, yep. maybe I will. It's, I don't know if I can, no, it's, so I love those two. Personally, I, I, I walked away with, with those two gems. So, I'm so thank glad. you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for You're being so on the welcome. show. And thank you for uh, having me. Yes, of course. And, and we'd love to hear uh, feedback from you ladies as well. So uh, please connect with Blondie. And then on my show personally, you know, if you're listening on, on YouTube, you can always comment below. And, and I would love to know what did, what was your biggest takeaway from this podcast episode? You can always, you know how to reach me as well, drivenandherpurpose.com. You can shoot me an email anytime and, and reach out to me as well to contact me. So, and if you are listening to Apple Podcasts, you can always do so by review. If this show blessed you, if this episode blessed you in any way, I would appreciate giving me a review and, and tell me what you love the most. So uh, thank you once again for listening and uh, I will see you in the next one. Bye. Hey sister, real quick, if you received any encouragement from this podcast, the best way you can thank me is by going over to Apple Podcasts and leaving me a review. The more reviews that are on the podcast, the more women that can be reached so that they can also be encouraged and inspired as they dream and do for the glory of God, just like you. May God bless you and guide you as you pursue and grow your God-given dreams.